Welcome to Three Little Things, a natural health podcast. We've created this space to help you positively navigate the world of holistic and natural well-being, where each week we will explore something new and dive into a diverse range of holistic health topics from all walks of life. As chiropractors, we are equally passionate about helping educate, share and empower you on your well-being journey. Created with you in mind, Three Little Things aims to bring you digestible topics and applicable tools and strategies to help you grow, thrive and live well. So let's dive in. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Three Little Things podcast. My name is Sarah. I'm joined with my co-host, Lily, and we have another another beautiful guest in our little podcast studio now. I guess we could call it that, couldn't we, Lily? Mm-hmm. We've got very professional mics now. I'm going to let Lily do all the introduction for it, but I think everyone's really going to love this episode. I know yeah. I am, so... Yep, so we're so grown up now because uh, we've had several thousand downloads of our podcast that we began during COVID lockdown because um, I got frustrated that some amazing information wasn't getting out there because people were living um, in more and more fear, you know, escalating fear. So we sort of wanted to dial this right back to how you can take back your agency for your own health. Now, our beautiful guest, Dr. Mary Burke, I actually knew when she was a very small child because I'm a very old lady. <laughs> I actually know Mary's um, big brother, Peter Burke, from Dr. Peter Burke from Melbourne, my chiropractic colleague, 40 years ago, I think. And I met their beautiful father, Dr. Kevin Burke, who was a dentist. And he was actually um, a dentist that I traveled from Sydney to Maitland to see. So that's how impressed I was by Kevin. And Kevin developed a system called the Mayo Munchie, which Mary will talk to us about. Now, although it sounds new and innovative and very cutting edge, Kevin has been working on this for many years, you know, since the 1990s. Um, Tufts University in Boston um, helped him research it. And another doctor called Dr. Weston A. Price from the 1950s was already talking about how important chewing and our mouths are. So over to you, Mary. Hello, Lily. Hello, Sarah. Very excited to be here on the Three Little Things podcast. And as Lil said, we've, we've got history that goes way back. And I love the fact that she did know Dr. Kevin because um, Dr. Kevin Burke, the original inventor of the Maya Munchie appliance, was, was actually the first patent, Lil, 1966. So it's been around a very oh, long time. Yeah. And what prompted him to uh, develop this little tool was that he found the jawbone of an Indigenous Australian on a little island off Nelson Bay called Broughton Island. And when he found that jawbone, what struck him was how dense the bone was and how firmly rooted the teeth were into the bone. And similar to what Lil was saying about Western A. Price, this was a, a thing they were very aware of. The oral health was very poor in 1950s Australian dentistry. Teeth were falling out, they were rotting. The gum health was very poor. So, yeah, my father developed this little tool that you can chew called... Well, we called it when I was growing up a munchie. Mm-hmm. And I've put the word myo on the front of it because it just means muscle. So it's um, a little tool, a bit like a mouth guard that you chew and it's got little prongs on it and there to massage the gums and clean the teeth. And so as Lil said, there's been lots of research over many years done in various different ways that show the benefits of chewing this little device. And you chew it for about 10 minutes at a time at the most. With a lot of children, you get them chewing and it's, probably more like five minutes at a time twice a day or something like that. But we'll go into more detail about why we would and what the other benefits are besides keeping the gums and teeth healthy and functioning well. But that's a little bit of the history of where it all began. Now, Dr. Kevin died six years ago and I have taken on the work of uh, getting that little product out into the world because even though it's been around for a long time, 
a lot of people didn't know about it. All my father's work was pre-digital and there wasn't a lot of access to get that out there. So that's the work that I've taken on and I'm a chiropractor by background and so I come with a very functional view of oral, the oral space. I bring the chiropractic view of the world and the functional idea to how our oral space functions. Mm. Well, we've had many guests already prior to you, Mary, regarding um, how we chew. I mean, Dr. Charlotte, our holistic dentist, Dr. Bill, all about breathing, um, using our nose run our mouths to breathe. So this actually dives in quite nicely because I think straight away we can see innately people who breathe well and don't breathe well and chew well and who don't chew well, so their facial structures and so on. Do you want to talk to that? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. And my, my father, Dr. Kevin, would talk about a good quality face. Mm-hmm. And what a good quality face means is that it's able to do all those functions really well. The lower third of the face has so much work to do. It's got the very complex process of speaking and chewing and feeding and drinking and swallowing, as well as the breathing. Mm. So there's so much work to be done. And so setting that up really well early on has become my life's work really, to try and really help people understand what's happening in that first three years of life, because that's when it gets established. And we've got to get that sorted. And we as chiropractors, other people who can have a profound impact on that, interestingly enough. Mm. And we're not necessarily oral functional specialists. Yeah. But in fact, we are the ones who can spot a lot of that early function. And when the jaws and the teeth aren't aligning well, it's telling us there's something going on. Mm. And that's so midline as well because, mm. um, right, you know, I mean, we, we are, we're just nodding furiously here because <laughs> yeah. we're such cerebellum people and feedback people and proprioception, you know. So yeah. all those um, cranial nerves that we've talked about in the past, um, fitting into the archi-cerebellum, ears, mm. eyes, you know, spine, et cetera, et cetera. So, Let's say, let's go right back to a um, baby, Mary. What are we looking for there? Yeah, this is fantastic because this is exactly what I want us to really understand, what those developmental milestones in that first few months of life look like because the oral posture and the body posture are relating really closely. Mm -hmm. And how the oral posture is setting up all those length tension relationships of those muscles and those joints in relationship to each other and the upper cervical spine and the occipital base, it's all very complex. And we have this very important role to play to ensure as much good input can come in. And then we've got things like breastfeeding is the very first movement for growing a really well-functioning face. And that's going to bring the forces in that translation forward back anterior posterior movement and that's that very first piece that sets things up the suck swallow breathe all the cranial nerves coordination all that initial oral reflexive movements but we want to see those integrate in that first six to eight weeks of life we want to see that that baby gets organized gets all of that oral function organized gets that tongue fully engaged because that's how the mandible grows as it as it's pulling forward and bringing that nipple in and really getting that breastfeeding working well and it's it's the really the quality of the movement that really good strong sucking and that sort of ability when we've got babies who've struggled with that very first piece That's Mm. where we've got potential for issues. And we're seeing a lot of these babies with tethered oral tissues or other reasons why they've got dysfunction in their oral functional, you know, tongue movements, lip, uh, able to get that really good connection around the breast. So when we've got that very early dysfunctional piece, what can we do to help drive Mm. the system in a positive way? And so I've developed what we call the baby munchie, which is to bring in early, four to five months of age when that baby's in that very oral phase of life, let's start putting something in Mm. there that's going to start giving really good input because what we know is that 
these children are on bottles Mm -hmm. and they're on pacifiers or dummies as we call them in Australia. That is a helpful input when the sucking is the movement we want. Once that sucking movement integrates at about four to five months of age and the chewing responses come in and the tongue lateralization starts to power up, we need something in there that's really going to enable all those central pattern generators that we know we've mm, talked about that CPGs, concept. Yep. Bring that all in and start really powering that system up. And this is where I'm really seeing a lot of dysfunction, a bit of low tone, the system just doesn't get into that space. They've had the terror, they've had the tongue released, but that it's never fully engaged. Yep. And we've got to help mm. get that next bit loading well. Fantastic, because um, you know, parenting is so full of pitfalls anyway. <laughs> I mean, some women feel so guilty about not breastfeeding. And I think, look, mm. lucky if you can, too bad if you can't, who cares? I mean, the baby's getting nourishment. But here's where the baby munchie does come in because it fills in the gap, doesn't it, where the um, the tongue should have been doing some kind of active work. The munchie can actually replace that, correct? Well, it can help bring a positive input in and get that whole brain stem, mm. yeah, all of that oral space. You yep. can't exactly get that tongue, Mm. they can't do myofunctional therapy at this age, but you can power up that system big time. And you can, there's other things you can do with sucking exercises and different things. And you just got to get that dummy out of there yeah, because Uh, that deactivates mm, the system. It puts the tongue low, Mm. it sets it in Mm. a resting pattern. And the other thing that I'm really seeing that's deactivating and just putting the system in is the amount of time they spend in those capsules Yeah, because the baby should be fully extending and getting a lot of stability around that upper Mm -hmm. cervical. Tummy time. Yeah, all of this stuff. Mm. And that's part of that gravity growing the jaw down and forward. Yeah, So all that time they spend on the back, all that time they spend in the car seats, it all just cascades and builds. Mm. So those little babies who you can see are a little bit deficient, we've really got to encourage and support the parent to do everything we can to get the natural expression of their optimum genetic expression engaged. Yeah. We're yeah. all programmed to have a class one perfect bite. Yeah. yeah. But most of it's not expressing now. Yeah. And most kids have got dysfunction. Yeah. And, and most of us um, who do cranial techniques or intraoral cranial techniques, then we can help it along the way, but they're only ever with us for a few minutes, you know, every week. So they need some kind of support outside of here, don't they? And that's what yeah. with the, the baby munchie as well, we can use it as a tool to mm-hmm. educate parents. And I love yeah. that when they're using a dummy and they've been, they're quite often really attached to it because mm. they're fearful mm. about the baby crying and different things. Helping them understand that it was part of the baby did need it for a period of time. It was getting itself organised. It needed that that bit of a prop yep. to get the neurology all in and working really well around it. But now they're ready for the next piece, which is chewing. Yep. This is what's age appropriate. Yeah. Trying to help them understand the difference because it's no longer appropriate to suck yeah. for hours a day like that. Mm. Breastfeeding is still is a different action, but a pacifier, a dummy, is sitting in there for hours at a time. Mm. It's yeah. not what we it's not the brain program that's ready to load. Yeah. And I love that because it, you know, the difference between sucking and chewing, really great way to explain that to parents and to understand that as, you know, ourselves even. But often I find a lot of parents it's it's the dummy because it's the comfort. So, you know, we're still going to get that with the comfort because it's still something in our mouth and we're still getting that stimulation. It's just not the the sucking, it's the chewing. It's functional. Yeah, exactly. Because right now I'm just visualising all these kids we have in the practice who are thumb suckers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to comment on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Thumbs up. So they're meeting a knee. That's the yeah. whole thing, isn't it? Exactly. And it's, yeah, it's soothing, it's comfort. It's, yeah. Once again, at about six months, ideally, that mm. should withdraw. If they stay on that, they're meeting a need. The yeah. tongue should be going up. Up. 
It's mm. a central midline, brings two hemispheres together. It's all that vagal nerve. Yep. It's oh. their self-regulation. It's well, so this, much yeah. power in the tail. And it's unsurprising yeah. that these are the kitties that struggle with that sort of stuff, right? That Regulation. they can't regulate their yeah. own their own systems or maybe they're having behavioural issues at school or people have picked up on things like that. And, it, yeah, yeah, it all comes back. It all ties in, right? Yeah, it is. It does all mm. tie together. So you're not going to try and take a thumb out of a baby's mouth yep. at any age, probably in the first couple of years. You're not going to try and mm. fix that, okay? Mm-hmm. What we're going to try and do is allow their nervous system less need for it and make sure that they're not propping an airway open or something like that as well. You're mm. going to look and see what are they, what need Why are they are meeting? Yep. We've always got to try and get underneath. Mm. What's, yeah. The root what's, cause. Yeah, yeah, the root cause. Mm. And the baby munchie is a great way to give them some other input though and to then there's lots you can do on that palatal stimulation, mm, and I'll teach amazing. parents to do that. You're, exactly the same. Doing this, yeah, yep. you're giving them that stimulation that. Yep. along there, yeah, and you're creating the proprioceptive awareness. Mm-hmm. When you put a dummy in there as well, it really limiting how much infant that whole thing is mapped so heavily yes. to the brain. That yes. oral space, more than thirty percent of all that neurosensory information is ready to roll, mm. and we're just plugging things in there that are giving it very minimal. Well, yeah, it's input. almost like putting a splint on a, on a limb forever, you know, yeah. like wearing a wrist guard, you know, for for. 24 hours a day, yeah. the atrophy that happens. Yeah. Interesting because I wonder whether this plays into nail biting then. Oh. You know, that desire to. Yeah. yeah. To, to feed and input. I think there's so much around, there's amazing information and research around chewing and the benefits, but we as humans would have chewed for hours and mm. hours every day. Yeah. And the occupational therapists talk about heavy work. You know, they talk about yes. those sensory kids. Chewing is heavy work. Yes. It's one TMJ, of the movements yeah. we were given as heavy work. Mm. And so that chewing and that the munchie can serve a need on that front. Mm. But it's also, I really want parents to give their kids that are, things that are heavy work, that are hard work yeah. to chew oh. and effortful because we need it. It's neurocarmative. That helps right. our brain yeah. wind yeah. down. So there's yeah. all these benefits to chewing. It's yeah. one of those movements that we yeah. have to do. Yeah. Chewing gum and all that sort of stuff. Profoundly I mean, beneficial. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. All right. And there was a guy in um, the UK I've heard about. Is it Dr. John Mules? He's oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the end, you know, is. So many different um, functional specialists coming to the same space. We discussed this profession called OMTs. Now you can give me what it actually stands for because I've forgotten already. Orofacial myofunctional therapy. <laughs> Exercises for your lips and face, basically, yeah. which is fantastic that people have worked out mm. that actually you can train the lips and face to do what they should do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is chewing your lips together. It's ridiculous. But we're all programmed to have it. Yeah. That's right. We've just uh, that. Yeah. Mm. So there's all these people trying to fix this dysfunction, mm. and that's what I've looked at and thought that's really hard to fix. So actually, that's why I've become so passionate on not to three because I thought we've got to prevent this. It's yes. so hard to fix. Excellent. And work out what has gone wrong. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And the whole cl- compliance thing. Can you? Actually, just before we go on to that, can you speak to what you were talking about here, which is um, crooked teeth and malocclusions and, yeah, I think that's really interesting. So the earlier we can detect that, the more likely we're going to be able to shift the trajectory back to Mm. ideal. And so as chiropractors working in the paediatric space, it's really important we know what that looks like. Mm. And you can pretty much spot it. It's just taking a look and and going, oh, okay, that child's jaw's sitting back, their mouth's open, or cross bites where it lands Mm. across. You can start to see these things. And by the age of two, those malocclusions, you can really see them. And they're not going to go and get, dentists don't know what to do with this age group. It's not like they're going to go and get dental interventions. The munchie is the perfect tool to put positive input in there because they're chewing in a balanced way. Mm. But we've also got to look at what's created it. 
Mm-hmm. We've actually got to look at what set it up because it's a neuromuscular pattern. Yeah. It's firing out of the brain mm. and we've got to have a look at what where's the compromise. Sometimes it is a functional thing. Yeah. The tongue itself is dysfunctional or there's some piece in there we have to have a look at structurally. Mm. Most of the time it's a functional thing. Yeah. And that's where we can really help. Yeah. Um, like, for example, a crossbite will often have an ATNR reflex mm. yes. firing off at the same time. Yes. So you've got to unravel that to be able to then reprogram and get that jaw back into balance. Yeah. So it's telling us stuff. Yeah. It's really looking at that. But one of the most common ones is those class two overbites where the top teeth land right over the top of the bottom ones. Mm. And so when the teeth are erupting, it's quite profound. I always just get blown away by the physiology, mm-hmm. how beautifully it's tuned. So when the teeth are erupting, they erupt like the back molars will erupt and they'll meet the other and that'll tell them how much they should erupt. Mm, yeah, clever. But if you've got a dummy in there, once again, if you've got a dummy in there when the vertical height's trying to come in, so two years of age, it's not getting any of its feedback. Yeah, yeah. So it can't get the very nuanced subtlety of, of touching. Each mm. time you swallow, your teeth should touch together mm. and your brain goes, oh, yep, that's where we're trying to land, that's where we're trying to land. So mm. all these things are interfering with the way the neurology is able to express. And it's yep. just we've got to just get this early understanding out there. And so just getting that real awareness of stimulating and giving those teeth feedback so they can land because those overclosed ones, once they're overclosed, mm. the, the teeth can't get up yeah. because they're, every time they land, they land heavily. Interesting. Like that proprioceptive system, mm. the subtlety and nuance of mm. knowing all the joints. Yeah. Jaw grading. The concept of jaw grading awareness of how much force you need to put through when you're, when you're chewing. They're not getting enough experience of all the different textures, mm. so they're kind of slump, chomping on everything. Interesting. And I'll pick yeah. on to that with adults and why they're breaking through teeth in a little while too. Yes, we'll come to that. Yeah, similar kind of yeah. concept of jaw grading. And so for you to be able to speak well, you need jaw grading because your tongue has to go to t, d, l, b, n, all the subtlety yep. required of the posturing. So there's so much involved mm, early on. So much involved so and so much feedback. Yeah, no, 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 but that makes awesome. a lot of sense. And I mean, and, and because we um, we do see pediatric patients, we can pick up asymmetry quite quickly. And a lot of the things can be done by the parent themselves, mm-hmm. you know, even the way they, they lift the child, carry the child, hold the child, if they're bottle feeding, which hand do they feed with all the time? All of that. You know, so yes. it's just early detection in the end, isn't it? And I love that they're, they're so plastic. You know, I mean, mm. children are just like Play-Doh, really. They they mold so quickly. So with using the baby munchie and all the little baby munchies, how soon do you expect to see some some difference morphologically? Yeah, so morphology is a different thing because we're trying to sort of prevent, but we're trying to put an input into that very Functional. plastic yeah. kind of uh, structure. Mm. And that's why dummies are such a problem because they mold that. Uh-huh. That very, it's, you it's know, like a very tentative. pliable. Tented um, palette, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, they, so I think they kind of. It's interesting because we've had to get all this. Mm. You know, we're classified as a class one medical device. I think dummies should be classified as a class one medical device and go through all the regulatory stuff too, That's because actually right. they're having a massive impact yeah. on the facial growth and function of huge number of children. Mm. Now, get back to what you're asking me. <laughs> I'm just off on a round I mean, again. <laughs> I, I mean, yes, I know what you mean about morphology and function. Yeah, you know, so they, yeah. so one follows the other. Yeah. So I've heard usually within six months you're going to start seeing some facial changes. Oh, definitely, yeah. yes. Mm. So if we can put a good input in there, because what I know is that, and this is really what made me develop the, the one for the babies was, I'd see babies, I'd see children come in and I'd see so many three- to four-year-olds who had tongue-tie release on the history and I'd see all this oral dis- dysfunction and I started to go, okay, a tongue tie release does not 
a good outcome make. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it really tells us that the systems is functional and we've got to keep driving it out mm. of that. So I wanted to be able to put a really positive input in there early yeah. on. Yeah. So you can try and start moulding those really high arches mm. and just stimulating them because the tongue's not up there doing its thing. Yeah. So it, Yes, but when they're older, you'll see a huge change in two-year-olds. So you're asking what sort of morphological changes you'll see there. Or how quickly, really, yes. You'll start, say you've got a child who's been using a dummy and they've got an open bite. Yes. Hopefully we'll all recognise that where the teeth don't Mm -hmm. land together at the front. You'll see that change within three or four weeks. Once you start to put a positive input in, the brain just gets a hold of it and wants to correct. Beautiful. So it won't fix it straight away. You'll keep, need to keep chewing, but the yes. parent will be very encouraged very yeah. quickly. And, and bone, re, well, bone remodeling, as we know, yeah. you know, like when someone has a fractured bone, you know, within um, six weeks of being cast, you know, those osteoclasts, osteoblasts yep. move around. So, of course, a face is also uh, really malleable. Yeah. The thing is compliance, Mary. Yeah, <laughs> compliance, that's yeah. right. Well, it ultimately has to come down to the parent understanding the importance. Mm. It's not negotiable. It's not It's not negotiable. That's what it needs to be. It's like brushing Yikes. teeth. How many parents don't brush their kids' teeth? Mm. Okay. It's kind of, you know, that's, so, that's, where right. it, that's where it comes down to. All right, so some tricks. Yeah, tricks. Small <laughs> amounts of time and making yeah. it very achievable. Mm. Because if you've got a mouth-breathing child, for example, yep. they're going to struggle massively with yep. having something in their mouth. Mm. But a small amount of time will make a profound difference. Yes. So if you've got a two-year-old and you can see that they're mouth breathing and you get the, and the parents fully on board and you get it involved and you make the parent understand it's the most important thing they do that day, I get parents to chew at them. They need to one themselves. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to talk about the adult benefits. Mirror in a neurons. Yep. Perfect. So my big thing is. You do it as a family. You let them know it's the most important thing you're doing that day mm. and whatever it is that makes it fun for that child, mm. whether it is you're doing charades in front of them for two minutes, whether mm. it is you're playing their favourite game for two minutes, reading yeah. their favourite book in the bath, you make it engaging and fun but your present time with them. It's a very short period of time mm. yeah, and it'll make a profound difference Precious. in a two-year-old. It yeah. is. But it's it's making it, if, if it's only 10 seconds, they can do. Yeah. yeah do that. I love that because... I'm just thinking about all of our patients in here as well, both children, like babies, kitties and adults, and you tell them to do an exercise. Let's use an adult, for example, and you go, oh, I don't want to do that. Like that sounds like hard work. It's homework. It's, But like it's, make it we, play. Make yeah. it play, right? Like we're giving it to them for a reason. So I love that about like, yeah, pick a good time to do it, favourite activity in the bath, whatever it is that yeah. they love doing. Yeah. Positive reinforcement, really positive experience for the child. They get time with mum, get time with dad siblings whoever they're doing it with yep. grandma whoever yeah really but cool make it the priority and and don't get and don't get frustrated if they won't do it the first day that's okay it's yep. all right don't don't assume that means they'll never do it yeah that's the other thing mm. it's like with you when we developed when i developed it i was like oh it's a bit like animals and babies you never know what they're going to do but it's really great if you get them five to eight months of age they're in the oral phase and they just stick, yeah, they it, stick in. it in it's yeah. just fantastic and i just love that so if you start them young it's great because then you it's normal. Yeah. Then you go to a mini when they're 18 months, two years, and it's just part of what you do. Yeah. We all chew. Yeah. And that's what I want. I want to lead the chewing revolution. Yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, actually, that sort of more or less um, brings us to a gentle conclusion to the pediatric version mm. of the Mayo, and we will do a um, another episode mm. on sure. why real humans. <laughs> real humans. <laughs> the big ones. Yeah, need to also chew well and where the Mayo fits into their lifestyles. So do you have three little things three for little us, things. Mary? <laughs> yeah, so I think the three little things is to understand that early time makes a profound, set them up really well for life. So it's trying really hard to sort of get a sense of what's happening as early as possible 
and making those shift and changes and understanding very tiny, small amounts make a massive difference. Mm-hmm. So don't don't sort of feel like, oh, I'm overwhelmed, I can't do anything. Start with a little bit. That's, I think, really important to just spot it early, get these little tools in there like a BB munchie, have mm. a conversation with a parent about the impacts of the pacifiers. That's a huge one. And moving. They've got to move. Babies need to move more. Get them out of those capsules, mm. get them out of those jolly jumpers, bumbos, every other thing they're in because airway function, this is this whole community of airway dentistry now, has two components, mm. body postural mm. and oral postural. And we've got a huge role to play in getting that, ensuring we get all those central midline yep. cerebellar pieces working really well. Mm. And the third bit, it's really hard to fix. So let's prevent as much as we can. And, yep. and let's, as chiropractors, take on the mm. where, where the people, where the gatekeepers of the oral space as well and ensuring that those, mm. those oral milestones, as I call them, get mm. met. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Well, thank you for joining us for episode one. I look forward to episode two. And I will put this in both the show notes of the episodes, but I'll put the website and your details and et cetera so that people can find you and learn more about it as well. Fantastic. A quick disclaimer, these episodes are not intended to replace help, treatment or advice from your healthcare professionals. The information in today's podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not designed to diagnose or treat any conditions. This is just a friendly reminder that we do not know you or your child or those around you and therefore do not know your specific needs. Please seek guidance from your healthcare professionals surrounding your concerns.